Hello and welcome to the Roll Pool Podcast. My name is Fraz. I'm Lewis. And we're going to talk about D&D. Lewis, yeah. please don't kill me. Please don't let me live. I've got a family. I've got a tragic backstory that needs to be fulfilled in a narratively satisfying oh, I way. I don't think your life's that tragic. No, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about my character. Oh. Please don't kill my character. I can't promise anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're going to talk about character death today. Specifically yours. Sorry to break it to you. What? Yeah. You've got so many, like, tragic things in, in it. Like, you know, you're an orphan. Sure. Actually, you- I'm not an orphan. I was just kidnapped as a child. So I might be an orphan. I don't know about anything about my parents. Yeah, sorry to break it to you. You're an orphan. Oh. <laughs> That's how DMing works. <laughs> I say it is. You killed my parents off screen. Yeah, I did. I didn't even know it oh, <laughs> until this moment. That's so cruel. Uh, so we, we, you run a wonderful campaign for us where character death is a very, very real possibility and reality. Yeah. Uh, why? Why are you so horrible? <laughs> well, thank you for phrasing it so quietly. <laughs> um, it's essential. Uh, every good story or TV series, book, anything you've ever seen, normally has some sort of death in it. I.e. stakes, i.e. tension, conflict, things like that, that normally do result in things like death. I mean, look at Game of Thrones. They were lauded for just the character deaths. I mean, you could take Game of Thrones or just any Disney movie. I, what? Every Disney movie starts with the death, normally of a parent. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, let's take any Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go down the Disney path, but I guess we can go down there if you want to. I mean, Game of Thrones is more fitting to the D&D setting, I suppose. So, imagine Bambi. Mm-hmm. Imagine Bambi who had a mother. Not fun. Doesn't doesn't meet a rabbit, I don't think. That's not a film you want to watch, is it? No, it's not. Yeah, as opposed to the other one with Mother Death that you watch on repeat, I guess. <laughs> I've never seen Bambi. <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it it's the thing that drives the narrative. It gives uh, your protagonist or antagonist their reasons for doing things. It shapes your character. It brings so much to anything you're, you're kind of building uh, collaboratively, especially if you're kind of building a story. Um, and also, you you guys are kind of, anyone who's playing D&D is already on a bit of a power fantasy anyway. Imagine taking away the spectre of death mm. and then going, so just so you know, guys, you can kill or do whatever you want at abandon and there are no consequences. So is it that whole episode on battles, if there's no risk of death, the battle is <sighs> boring, you, it's yeah. pointless. Yeah, yeah, it adds. So I think um, the the almost the inevitability of your character dying brings a limited time. It gives you urgency. It gives you probably agency. It gives you a lot of stuff. Sorry, let me stop with that. You said inevitability. Did you mean to say that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when uh, a group of adventurers go up against uh, world changing? scenarios or people or organizations what what actually would happen they'd all die yeah mm. they're like soldiers in a war i suppose and there's only four of them yeah mm. they don't even have an army they are the army which is terrifying 
<laughs> the shit but, you're up to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? I dread, I dread the day that you guys end up having an army or something awful <laughs> like that. We're put in charge of other people. Yeah. Goodness me. Uh, the HR will be awful. Um, so would you run a campaign without death? Like if you all discussed it at the table and say, can we run a, a level 1 to 20 campaign with no death in it? Um, would I do that? I personally wouldn't. I don't think I could. Um, I think it it would be boring. Um, I think you would get weird characters in it as well. You would kind of get... If like you had a conversation before a game of D&D started and you explicitly said, guys, I know you all love your characters, so therefore... I'm never actually going to kill you. It would, what, what would that make you do as a player? I suppose you'd try and find entertainment elsewhere and you'd become ridiculous or you'd do ridiculous things. And I suppose you'd create the threat externally so you'd end up burning down orphanages just for something to do. Yeah. it's. I mean, what do they say? Um, you know, with great power becomes great responsibility. And have you seen all of those uh, big old kind of villains in there? Yeah. They've all had great responsibility. They got bored or they've done, you know, that's what would happen. You'd all become horrendous people. Yeah, that is true. What about if the table was split? What about if you, you're running a regular campaign and you're, say, you're three levels in and um, someone comes to you and says, oh, you, you mentioned character death the other day. Um, I really wanted to kind of fulfill my character's uh, story arc and get to level 20 and have them retire onto the farm. Like, yeah. would, would, you, would you allow that? Allow that feeling, yeah. I want all of my players to feel like that. You'd allow the feeling, but you wouldn't allow the reality. Absolutely not. I, do you know what? If the, player, if the actual tables are split like that, I want that. I want people to care so much about that character that the mere slip of a rug or the mere mention of death makes them, you know, into a cold sweat. That's what I want, because that means they care. Like me right now, for example. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I can see that where it is hot today. <laughs> um, would, you, would you kill a character by accident? Like, yeah. say they wanted to, like, cliff dive, and they roll a natural one. Uh, sorry, you mean by the player's accident, not my accident? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you'd, you'd kill a player out of, or a character out of silliness? I think what you're saying is I would kill a player out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if it was my accident, I don't think it could happen. Um, if it was a player's act, like, there's a, again, there's a really infamous um, thing that I think is in the first campaign of Critical Role. Mm. Uh, and I think the Druid character basically does, jumps off a cliff, um, does shape change, turns into a bird, something happens, they then get kind of, their concentration is lost or something like that, they then get dashed across the rocks at the bottom. And Matt Mercer, a renowned phenomenal DM. Like, Matt, sorry, Matt Mercer, did you say? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. the, the little look, known. Yeah. I'll Google him. <laughs> um, he does it, and he looks wide-eyed at the players. He's kind of explaining the fact that they have just killed themselves. I think after just having been revived as well. Jesus. Yeah, it's bad. But, you know, if characters are going to do stuff like that, then there are consequences in the world. I mean... D&D, the game, is built around those consequences. Like, there, there is specific stuff in there that, that kind of deals with death and with the way to, in some ways, circumnavigate death, but also to explain it and how it works and kind of what, what actually physically happens as well. Like, they, ha they do have kind of quite deep lore about this stuff. I suppose as well, if... If we're going back to cliff diving mm. and you shape change and something happens and you, you are falling, mm. then everyone's going to look at the DM and the DM has two choices, either kill the character or break the physics of the world. Yeah. Which then creates a precedent for the next time it happens 
and then you have a real issue on your hands. Yeah, it's quite an important, I guess it's a really important aspect of DMing for D&D is keeping it, the rules consistent. So there's like, cause there's easily so many breaks and immersion you can have and you've got to deal with that as kind of sensitively as possible. Yeah. So if, like you said, if you let it go once, you kind of have to let it go full stop all the time. There is no half measures there. You have to either set the rules or don't. And people will just kind of play with them regardless. And you kind of lose a little bit of respect or authority at the table, I guess. Yeah. Which isn't a good idea because the whole thing is basically predicated on the fact that all of your players respect the world and, and your authority to tell the story. It's like a teacher who lets the two kids at the back of the class talk. The rest of the class are going to start talking eventually. Oh, do you know what? That's such a better analogy. Yeah, 100%. That's exactly what it is. Um and again, like there's, if you come into it, I mean, you know what's going to happen with your character when they die. Like it's not, this isn't something that's new that's popped up. Like everyone knows that this is the case. So there shouldn't be any surprises when that does kind of play out if they do do something silly. Yeah. So how do you kill a character? Because, Easily. <laughs> <laughs> with a smile on your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you have the power to kill a character at any moment. At any moment, we could be walking down a road and you say, oh, and by the way, a piano falls out the sky and you die. Obviously, you wouldn't do that because no, <laughs> you, you probably wouldn't do that. So how do, you, how do you do it without it being unfair? Like, how do you balance death in that way when it's such an important moment? You give, for me, I, again, everyone's going to be completely different about this. Some people are just going to go, it's rules. If you get to zero HP, you're done. That's it. End of. That's kind of it, to be fair. Um, what I tend to do is, if you imagine like that character's story is just like a road, and if they're getting to a point where it's a dead end, I try to give them as many offshoots as I possibly can beforehand. Like sure. I try to give them, um, I try to give them ways out, kind of ways off that road to try and go another direction. I would probably give them like three or four very significant turning points and then I would go, okay, we've so got there. are you talking about like if a character starts uh, kind of um, uh, like bullying an eldritch god and that they don't know is an eldritch god, for example, yeah. you might kind of go, I'm going to give you the opportunity here to, to cut this out and then maybe build up the um, the warnings, if you will. Yeah, that's it. I would, uh, yeah, I do subtle ones to start off with then mm. I'll, I'll probably give them one very clear... Uh, yeah, very clear warning that something really bad's about to happen if they continue. And then if they don't listen, then you kind of have to go, that's on you. And you then probably have to deal with the fallout of that. But I think I'm pretty prepared to do that, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, from my experience being a player, um, you don't realise the amount of warnings the DM has given you until it's too late. Oh, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, we've had a couple of... Um, We've had a couple of instances where where it's gone really bad. Like it just has gone really bad because there's been there's been those quite subtle warnings that have been ignored. Then there's been some not so subtle warnings that have been ignored. My favourite was the uh, the dragon in the Shadowfell. Oh. <laughs> we we arrive at a tower and rather cleverly circumnavigate a dungeon you've set up for us and manage to go in through the back door to the to the end game of the uh, of the yeah. of the dungeon. Um, and then we noticed that there's a little dragon statue above the door, and you've explicitly said to us so many times, basically, don't knock on the door. Mm. 
So we knocked on the door, and then a dragon appeared. You'd actually walked away from the tower and then <laughs> yeah. went back to knock on it. Now, if I if I don't know a clear warning sign that mm. you've all heeded like three, four times, you had the opportunity to do it, and then you went, I can't, I don't even remember who it was that went back. We got FOMO, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, and you went, well, what does happen if I knock on that door? And then it was almost death, almost instant death as well. Although, do you remember? At that point, we knocked on the door, the dragon appeared, and you said, and we're going to end the session right there. Yeah. And do you remember the reaction we all had? It was yeah. No, no, we're doing it! Like, it was one of the best nights we've ever had playing D, because it was so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And do you know why I did that? Is because I didn't think you would knock on the door. <laughs> and I just went, do you know, that, no. <laughs> like, I've got to think about this, and I've got to go away and, and come back. Um, I genuinely didn't think you would knock on the door. You you overestimate us constantly. Yeah, or underestimated myself. I'm not quite sure which. <laughs> Probably the former. <laughs> so how let's talk let's talk about the actual reality of character death, because you have killed a character. I have, yeah. How was it for you? I've actually killed a couple of characters. You guys just forget that they managed to escape it quickly. How do you mean? Well, you've had it. Well, I suppose they've gone unconscious, not not died. Yeah, I'm but, talking. Yeah. I'm talking about death saves gone. I'm talking about yeah, as in actually shuffled off the mortal coil, taking the mini off the board, kind of thing. How did I feel? Um, I, I felt quite worried actually. I think because it was, it was quite a dramatic death. It was against Strahd. It was in Castle Ravenloft. It was. You know, shadows had been stolen, souls had been taken, people had died, things had happened uh, that were pretty rough. Um, and then it got to a point where, you know, one of the characters, the rogue character, ended up, you know, biting the bullet. And it was this weird, kind of almost anticlimax, I think, because everyone just went, oh, you're dead. What? And everyone looked at me and I, and I kind of went, and that's where we're gonna end. Yeah. We were all waiting. We were all waiting for the butts. We were waiting for the day yeah. Nightmare and it just didn't come. And you're like, yeah. I let it. I let it ruminate. I let yeah. the. Yeah, it was gross. And I had to. I turned to the character, uh, and I'm sure she won't mind me saying this, but I kind of outright apologised at the table. I went, I'm. I'm really sorry. It. You know, it. It had to happen this way. Then there, there had been those warnings and and not so subtle warnings, and it was just a case of. That's how it played out. There was nothing. I couldn't pull that punch. I couldn't stop it from happening. Um, otherwise, the rules of everything would have changed for good. You would have known that they wouldn't have gone for the killing blow. They would have become infinitely less threatening. Were you at ever point at any point tempted to to rein it in and kind of give her another chance? I'd love to say yes, but no. No, I was. It was the the thing about Strad is, whilst he's not your kind of archetypal. Um, you know, brawler or anything like that. He's smart. He, you know, bides his time, but he's relentlessly cruel. Mm. And I knew that. And the character had insulted him in quite a significant way. Um, and that was it. That was, that was kind of the problem was that after that insult, very public insult, I knew the character's agenda. And we kind of, we can, we probably go back to this quite a few times. I knew what that particular, you know, NPC's character was going to do i had a very clear thought process of how it was going to play out it just so happened that no one could stop him from achieving that um and that had been from you know three four sessions worth of stuff that had happened and that was that was the 
the comeuppance of it is he was gunning for that character because of what had happened previously. That was the end of the road, to use your analogy. Kind of. There, mm. We'd already gone past all the stops and, and we got there. And, you know, <laughs> there were other things that, that came about where that character was then revived um, uh, quite dramatically to then kind of stop other bits and pieces. But that was other characters' things. They had prepared for this inevitability um, quite cleverly. From a... From the player's side, because obviously we we see the game from a different perspective. Mm. From a player's side, seeing another character die was genuinely dramatic. Really? And, yeah, and it was. Uh, I, I read something about D and D about how uh, the difference between um, enjoyment and fun. Okay. Like, so a character dying isn't fun. Like a like a really sad movie isn't fun, but you can still enjoy it. Okay, yeah, it yeah, brings yeah. emotions to the table, and it 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 gives the game weight, and that's what you're looking for when you play D and D. Because you don't want to go like every week four hours to have some kind of like wet, shallow dice rolling, silly yeah, voice game. Yeah. Um, and that was really the moment when I kind of understood how important character death is. Yeah, it, I mean it shapes the whole reason why you turn up every time yeah so that's a specific example of when you have viciously killed one of your <laughs> friends characters <laughs> yeah i'll take it <laughs> so so more generally speaking how do you think character there should be dealt with um out of game first of all like as human beings playing a game who now you it's important to note, have never played a long-term campaign. No, never. You've never gotten attached to a character. You've never raised them up no. from level one. So you you don't quite know how it feels to get attached to a character in this way. So how should we as human beings address it when you take away our babies? Oh, God, it's such a, it's such a difficult question to answer because everyone's very different. Um, I think some people turn up with an extra character sheet because they, they, they're prepared for death, uh, and they go, oh, that's okay, this will just be something new. So I'll just roll something new, and I'll play a new character. Um, you know, it, they're already prepared for it. They understand that it's kind of an essential part of the game. And then you get the people who probably aren't so prepared, and I guess you maybe have to gauge that. And I think I'm the type of person that would have a character sheet, and then if that character got killed, I would just write Junior, next to the name and go and i'm the son of <laughs> and just keep on running with it um but i think that obviously there are people i'm getting yourself and and others included that are attached to characters and will care when they die and i think you probably have to address the threat level more than the the fact of dying because the fact of dying is there regardless but the threat level of your campaign i.e how, how vicious are you going to be as a dm like so in the mechanics of, of dying, um, you have saving throws. Um, three failed saving throws mean you are dead. Um, now, if you get attacked by a creature whilst you're unconscious, that automatically fails a saving throw. Yep. There are creatures out there that can take three hits. So if you down a player, they are unconscious, there should be a session zero where you tell them and go, the creatures that I run in this campaign are going to turn to you as the weakest link and they're going to hit you three times if they can because they want you dead. Yeah. I'm not quite that vicious. Like, I, I'm a, probably a step back from that, which is, I will do it if it's narratively right. 
but I'm not going to just have swarms of things come at you and hit you in your unconscious because I don't think that's fun. It has to be a good way of doing it. Maybe not correct way, but a good way narratively. Yeah, I suppose like the the the, the threat of character death brings drama to the game, but with that you also need the um ability to to scrape by to get out with the by the skin yeah. of your teeth and that creates drama in itself as well yeah i mean i would I, I strive to make sure that that you guys have like definite peril but you're able to then feel powerful and get past stuff and you know give you guys a, a feel good feeling of when you do it because um and you guys have scraped past stuff and you you've kind of got there by the skin of your teeth um, I think we've all had saving throws. Yeah, because it's just, I mean, natural. I mean, what do they say about 5th uh, uh, edition? They say that kind of levels 1 to 5 are like a survival horror game. <laughs> yeah. It's just so squishy, you're like, oh, God. But anything after that, you feel a bit more godlike because you get, you know, more powerful, mm. you've got more HP, you've got more kind of ability and utility. Um, but yeah, I in the session zero, tell them what you, you're going to probably do. Um, so that they're aware, and if they they can go, oh, actually, I find that really hard. Like, I don't want that to happen. You go, okay. Um, then you've got to decide whether you want to compromise or whether you want to kind of talk it out. Or I wouldn't. Maybe you should try it first. Like, try yeah. try character death first, <laughs> and then see how you feel afterwards. Because, <laughs> like I say, honestly, this is our first time ever playing D anD D, and I'd never really considered character death. I thought it was silly voice role play, silly voice uh, dice roll game. But when we had the character death, it made the game better. So I think that's actually a good advice to people is to say, if you don't like the idea of character death, try it first. Yeah. You've got the rest of your life to think up ridiculous characters again. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, try it. Just try it. Give it a go. Give the stakes a go. Mm. Um, try not to be slightly less precious about your character. If it's narratively worthwhile, I mean, don't, I mean just don't throw them under like the grinder. And you're like, oh yeah, death was inevitable. <laughs> this is fun. Like, give it, give it some like you know, some context or or some decent narrative kind of backbone to it. Um, but I mean, the other thing is, is death's not the end. Like, death isn't the end of the road. There there's, are, there's a whole world to play. Yeah. So the idea of death in D and D and in my world as well, the one that I run, is when you die, your quote-unquote soul is removed from the mortal plane or the material plane it is then beckoned towards your deities if you worship a deity you are then beckoned your soul is beckoned towards the deity's plane of existence so you exist as a soul in that deity's realm or plane or however you want to kind of uh, pose it if you don't worship a deity you then go to uh, kind of the most relevant plane that's to your alignment so if obviously if you're evil, you'll probably go down to one of the nine hells. If you're, you know, good, you'll you'll go up to the ethereal sea, whatever you want to do. Um and that can change within worlds. But ostensibly that's what happens when you die. Your soul is then plucked from the material plane into your deities or your alignments most relevant plane. Sure. You can go get that soul. You can go find that soul and bring it back. It has to be willing or tricked, but you can go get that. And that's a whole new adventure. That's a whole new campaign. That's a whole yeah, it's a whole new thing. You're gonna you're gonna pick the lock of a deity's realm. Like, yeah, that's so much more fun than going around and helping people remove rats from their basement. Yeah. Like, let's go do that thing. 
oh man, I'm going to kill one of the characters. <laughs> <laughs> hadn't considered it, no? No, I hadn't. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, and the other thing with that as well is people know that. Like, this is a known thing that happens. So, As in the characters in the world know it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But more importantly, enemies and allies know it. Mm. So they can make it worse or better or harder or easier. There are entities within, uh, more specifically, like my world for definite, that can alter states and can and can change things that make things 100% harder or 100% easier. You just need to find them and talk to them and find out that knowledge. And that's kind of, you You leave that stuff in the world so that death is never the, fu- it's not the full stop. It's kind of just like a another obstacle. And yes, and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. A, yes and, there yeah. you go. <laughs> yes, and then. <laughs> I, I've never had traditional improv training. <laughs> you couldn't tell. <laughs> but there's, I mean, and not only that, it's not only the, the physicality of death, you've also got, I mean, God, like, obviously, yeah, your clerics, druids, uh, bards, even. Um, and you've got like, the wish spell. Mm. You can wish people back, and anyone can do that. Um, you know, a, a warlock can animate dead, so you can kind of have a secret, creepy Pinocchio version of you. Uh, what is it? The Weekend at Bernie's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you could basically role-play Weekend at Bernie's if you desperately wanted to. But, you know, you've got you've got so many different spells. Um I'm just kind of try and remember them. I mean, it's oh, there, there's an absolute ton. Yeah, yeah your standards in there: revivify, raise dead, reincarnate, resurrection, true resurrection. Um, uh, yeah, and as you say, kind of you've got wish. You could you could even like pay for a healer if you don't have a healer in the group. There's so many ways that you can not not break the rules but bend the rules slightly. Like if you're clever and you come up with those ways to kind of jump those hurdles and of course you're gonna like that's the fun of it and all of those things have their own narrative arc as well it's not a case yeah, of, oh, yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna pick that out of the vending machine and use that it's it's a whole another story yeah and um, i mean obviously magic can only go so far as well so there's there's also like really high cost to this stuff so it doesn't make it easy so it's not just a case of like oh i'm dead the threat's gone so i can just revivify them like the costs are high they're difficult to achieve. There's, you know, certain time constraints. Like I think some of the spells you have to do it within a minute of them dying, mm. whereas you could be in combat at this point. Um, but yeah, so I think it's yeah, it's really important. Um, but there's there's definitely ways that it isn't just a full stop at the end of a sentence. So, how do you deal, or how should you deal with character death in game? Then, like, so just for example, I would only be really pissed off if my character died, if I didn't get some final words. Yeah, so my my rule, to be honest, in my head, like I, I wouldn't discuss this with you guys, but I think me as a person, um, it has to be epic. Mm. Because the reality of it is, is if, you're, if a character's death or sacrifice, like you could stand in front of like a, a bullet for someone or you could save a town by your character's death, that is a satisfying character death. It's hollow if you like immediately bring them back or something like that. It, like, it has to narratively be really, really good, um, and I think that's quite that's a good way to deal with it. It has to be um, there has to be an awful lot of backstory to it. It has to have a, a lead up to the you know the crescendo, which is narratively what you would probably consider it, um, and let the player go out the way they want to go out. Like let them go out in a blaze of glory. Let them make that massive like 
impressive sacrifice like let them you know take the knee in the dirt in the battlefield and say no no i've got this and everyone have everyone else run away as they take the last kind of blow to save everyone else let them do that because that's fun that's important if i was doing it i want every single character death to raise all of the hair on their arms and back of their neck that's the only way it's acceptable but that's like uh that's like organized character that's assisted character death if you will yeah so what about surprise character death well you can um are you from a dm side i mean i can stop that but how do you deal with it like when it happens like what do you how how far can you allow them to kind of make their death as it happens epic do you know what i mean oh i mean god that's so difficult Uh, if it's surprise death then you're not done it properly either the i mean if you go back to the battles podcast you haven't organized that correctly Mm. i think if you can get someone that is going to they can die but they can die in in a kind of a satisfying way but if it's say like you've got 40 guards that just literally pelt them for half an hour and kicking them in the ribs and go oh they finally got to zero hp (laughs) surprising no satisfying also no yeah it's um it's who was it was it hitchcock who is um saying about the the bomb under the table have you heard this story no so um uh, a surprise is uh, a movie where you, people are having uh, dinner and then a bomb goes off. Mm. Not entertaining. But a good movie is where the camera is based underneath the table and you can see the bomb for the entire movie and you know it's going to oh, go off. Oh, that's so clever. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, it's a perfect mm. uh, analogy. For, it's a dramatic for irony, isn't it? I mean, I don't know what that means, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's exactly that. It's kind of knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, don't bring kind of literary things to this table. I'm not going to know what that is. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I mean, people might correct me. I'm not even 100% sure what a noun is. A noun? <laughs> Ask my six-year-old. A noun is a doing word. All right, no, a noun not... is a thing. A verb is a doing word. That was cutting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, there isn't a lot of surprise death in campaigns. I mean... You kind of know if you're going to throw a big bad at someone, or at least a something that can kill your characters, even at a certain level. There's the possibility they're going to die. Mm. So you should, as a DM, probably have either put them a slightly later on in the campaign, or at least have a lead up to them facing it, or you know, give them a stake, give the the person that's going to kill them, or could possibly kill them, give them a really good backstory, like um. Oh God! What were, there were there were a couple in there really, but um, like say one of them was uh, you found out that they were trafficking children, and they were part of this kind of slightly clandestine organisation that was trying to feed a a royalty their heir. Um, you hated them from day one, but if they had killed one of the characters, you would have hated them a hundred times more. But they would have still had that little kind of crumb to go with and. Stuff like that. And they were powerful. They probably could have killed you. But they've been built up yeah. in, in a couple of different layers. So give give it a little bit of thought beforehand. Not just, here's a monster, grr. It's going to yeah. be a story behind it. Yeah, don't just put like a um, kind of a difficulty rating behind it and go, oh, they might die. Ah, oh, it's a big dragon. <laughs> <laughs> so would you... Oh, wait, I did do that. <laughs> nah. You didn't die, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did that. Would you... Uh, would you allow an organised death? Like, if a player came to you and said, I want my characters to die, can we Can we make something cool happen? I encourage that. Right. Like, I, I'm so... Again, it's collaborative. Less a kind of a role-playing game for me. It's more like a collaborative 
storytelling for on my side of things anyway um it's just a fact that i have these sheets of paper and stuff kind of to to guide it um if a character wanted to kind of go out in that blaze of glory like and make it really epic as in like things that bards would sing songs about in you know generations to come yeah come come with an idea i'll work with you on it um and we can make it we can really ham it up like i make sure that every other person on the table is crying you mm. know make sure that everyone goes home feeling empty get the music right yeah like, i'll yeah. get oh god it would be beautiful are you proposing this not too not many. just yet no okay fine it's been a little soon <laughs> <laughs> would you um would you be disappointed if all the characters like got to level 20 and retired yeah oh okay i don't think that's gonna happen um, not the way we play no no god no <laughs> um i don't know i mean there's a good how do you feel about it as a player what would you feel if every single party member ended up going home happy well that's how every movie ends really does it most of them well it's not the good ones i suppose yeah, it's it's difficult because we're all, like you said, it's collaborative storytelling, but we're all attached to our own little characters. And I'm sure yeah. we all kind of want our characters to have happy endings. But uh, me personally, my my character's story started with him trying to kill himself. Yeah. So he's kind of already on bonus time as it is. Okay. Um, But um, I can see a couple of the other guys being pretty pissed if they don't get to retire. Yeah, I, yeah, I bet. I don't think everyone's going to get out happy. Uh, in my in my personal opinion, um, simply because you're possibly, I mean, I'm not going to elaborate too much on the campaign with spoilers, but um, you're dealing with really high end forces of you know things that are changing planes of existence and worlds. Like if you guys expect to go out of that, you know, unscathed, then you you know you're going to struggle. We already are. <laughs> but I think as long as, in my mind, um, I suppose this is kind of the, the whole point. As long as, as long as you guys are happy and you go away going, that was ridiculous or that was amazing or, you know, we've, we've all come to some sort of end or conclusion that is satisfying, but sad is the same thing. Fun and enjoyment. Mm. If you, if you've enjoyed yourself, I'm very happy, as long as you had fun along the way. Absolutely, yeah. And speaking of satisfying conclusions, I, I understand character deaths much more now. Oh, I'm proud of you. It's a learning thing. I knew. I now know what a noun is. Well, kind of. Yeah, I still got to What is a noun? <laughs> I don't know. I knew it wasn't listening. <laughs> doing word? Who said a doing word? No, I think a verb is a doing word. Not a so many names for things. Ha, ha, ha.